Should you have your podcast on YouTube? Or if you already do, what can you do to make it perform better there? Let's talk about it. Welcome back, lovelies. Or if you're tuning in for the first time, what the hell took you so long? Here at the Pod Sound School, we help podcasters, business owners, and artists to plan, produce, and promote amazing podcasts. So whether you're brand new to podcasting or you've been at it a while, this is where you belong. Now let me turn the mic over to your delectable, sexy, delicious chunk of man, your audio doctor and host, Studio Steve. Thanks, Weatherby. You're the best. Okay, guys, let's get into this episode. I'm really excited about it. This episode is all about whether or not we should have our podcasts on YouTube. We're going to start off by talking about some of the pros and cons, and then we're going to assume that we have made the decision to have our podcast on YouTube, and we're going to talk about some of the best practices and some of the tools you can use to get started and to get the biggest bang for your YouTube buck. If you're thinking about having that podcast on YouTube, or you already do, and you can't seem to get any subscribers, stick around till the end of this episode, and I'm sure you'll find some helpful tips and tricks to get going. And before we dive in, I'd just like to ask you guys to come check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash podsoundschool. We have our Overachievers Club there, and it's an opportunity for you guys to help us out with a small monthly pledge that will allow us to continue to provide free content for all sorts of different podcasters. So please come check us out over there. It would mean a lot to us if you did. Okay, so let's talk about the pros and the cons. We'll start with the pros. The first and most obvious pro with having your podcast on YouTube is going to be searchability or SEO. That's because YouTube is the second largest search engine next to Google, and of course Google owns YouTube. And while yes, it will make your podcast more searchable, it is a searchability that comes after you've put some work into it and you've been on the platform for a while. One of the things you can take advantage of on YouTube is to add captions to your videos and also add detailed descriptions in your video description there which gives you more copy and more words that are associated with your name. And words are what those search bots look for. They can't search for images or videos or audio. They search for words. So the more places you can get words associated with your podcast, the better. The next big pro is audience expansion. There's a whole different audience of people on YouTube waiting to discover you. Many of the people on YouTube are people who prefer video content over audio content. I think a really good podcaster example here would be Joe Rogan or the H3 podcast, both massively popular, and a good portion of their audience members prefer to watch their podcast rather than listen to it. So it's a cool way to get a hold of people and to expand your content beyond just audio and provide video content and attract a larger audience. It's also a great way to nourish the relationships you already have with your listeners by sending them over to YouTube for some tasty bonuses and extras, things like that. The next big pro is it gives you authority. The more platforms that we are on with our podcast, the more authority we have with the topic of our podcast. So being on YouTube will give you more authority. With that being said, if you've listened to our previous episodes on social media, we are always saying don't be on social media just for the sake of being on social media. The same is true for YouTube. If you don't have a plan, if you, do, if you aren't planning on putting in the work that's required to be on YouTube, maybe it's best to hold off for a while until you do have the time and the money and things that you're going to need to make your YouTube channel worth it. 
And then finally, I think the next big pro is personal growth. While it's not always fun to first get on YouTube, I can say that Veronica and I have struggled quite a bit transforming ourselves into YouTubers. It wasn't something that either one of us ever imagined we would do. The first few videos for me where my face was actually on camera and I had to say, and make sure you hit subscribe and hit that bell and be notified when we release new videos each week was almost some type of betrayal of my artistic integrity or something. It was very hard for me to do. And it's just, it provides a nice opportunity for that personal growth and it's challenging. And I think all of that afterwards is very fun. It's kind of like one of those hikes you go on and it's just a grueling, horrible hike. But when you look back on the experience, it's one of your favorite hikes, right? We learn the most from those challenging experiences. So for me, that's a big pro for getting your podcast onto YouTube. Okay, now let's move on to the cons. There are indeed some cons when you're thinking about having your podcast on YouTube. The first and foremost has got to be the time involved. So again, if you've listened to any of our social media episodes, we consider Instagram and Twitter to be platforms themselves of content creation, not just social media platforms, but platforms where you actually repurpose your podcast into micro content, micro blogs, where you're putting together stories and pictures and a brochure for your podcast and everything else. And although our podcast takes up a good bulk of our time, ideally, if you really want your podcast to grow, you need to be spending a lot of time there on social media. Well, I would say out of all of the platforms, let's say our podcast is one platform, even though it's on tons of different directories, it's all really just one platform because it's coming from our same hosting site, right? So we've got podcasting, you have Instagram, you have Twitter, you have Facebook. Those are all platforms. Well, of all of those, I would think that YouTube is more than likely the most time consuming. There is a tremendous amount of time that goes into YouTubing, especially if you want to grow your channel. Now with your podcast, if you're already getting 10,000, 20,000 downloads a month and you have a big audience already, then you can bring your audience over to YouTube and expect to see a bigger growth quicker without having to go through a lot of the painstaking trial and error and keyword research and tags and everything that you have to do to really get yourself to rank and to be found on YouTube and to find subscribers. So it takes a lot of time. The other con is that it is slow growing, especially at first, it's like pulling teeth to get those subscribers. We start with our family members and our friends and our fellow podcaster friends, and then you just have to reach out and it's a waiting game and you put so much work into it and sometimes it doesn't feel like you're getting the subscribers worth the work that it takes. But if you're patient with it and you stay on the YouTube treadmill, those subscribers do start to trickle in and as you get into the hundreds of subscribers, they start to, it has a cascading exponential effect, uh, which can be very fun and very worth it. But it is very slow growing and can be very frustrating for that reason. The other con is the education and the learning involved. Now, I don't think that education and learning is ever a con. I think that if you have the time for it and if you're somebody who likes to learn and expand your skills and learn a new skill and learn how a new platform operates, then that's not really a con. But one of the biggest struggles that all of us podcasters have is time. We have lives, we have jobs, a lot of us this is a side hustle. Even those of us entrepreneurs, business owners, brands who are leveraging podcasting for marketing and things like that, it's still 
takes a tremendous amount of time to podcast. And so if you add the education into it of how to learn how to properly YouTube and get your podcast to perform well there, that can be a con. And then another big con is the cost. There are a lot of costs associated with your YouTube channel. There's equipment, cameras, lighting, etc. Also, if you want to have a nice YouTube backdrop or a YouTube studio, so to speak, that's going to cost money to get your room looking nice, get the background of what's on camera looking good. And then also there's cost in the tools that you need. And we're going to talk about the tools at the end of this episode. But just like many of the other tools we need for podcasting, the little $5 a month, $9 a month type of apps that we use to help us to in our podcasters toolkit, well, they just keep piling up and eventually it actually costs a lot every month just to keep our podcast alive. And that does it for the pros and cons. So let's move on to the next part of this episode. And let's say you have decided once and for all that you're going to put your podcast on YouTube. If you already have your podcast on YouTube, this section of the episode will also be very helpful for you because we're going to talk about just some simple, good YouTube practices. Some of these practices are very obvious but they are ones that we completely overlooked at first to our own detriment. And so I'd love to save you the headache and the months of trial and error. So definitely listen to some of these tips and take them to heart. So before we talk about the good practices, let's talk a little bit about YouTube's algorithm. How come every time we're talking about a social media platform or a content platform, everybody's ranting and raving about the algorithms? Well, because if you can hack the algorithms, then you can get more subscribers and more exposure for your podcast. And like any other platform, YouTube doesn't describe in detail ever how their algorithm works, but all of the many YouTube coaches and the YouTube press releases and everything gives us hints into how it works. And you can also gather how it works just by thinking about YouTube's goals. Just like any other platform, YouTube wants people to stay on the platform. The more people are there consuming their videos, the more they can show advertisements to the people and the more they can make money, right? So once somebody signs on to YouTube, YouTube wants that person to stay there for a long time. So just like every other platform, YouTube has an algorithm in place that is based off of that viewer's experience. It tracks that viewer's behavior and it suggests videos that it thinks that viewer would like. It's pretty simple, really. So there are things we can do as a YouTuber that will help YouTube to suggest our videos more to people. And it's all about that. You can think of this as a few different algorithmic points. So let's talk about a few of those points. And a lot of YouTube coaches talk about these too. And this is, these are in no particular order, but they're all very important. The first one is audience retention. Audience retention is how much of your video people are watching. Do they stick around for the whole video or do they cut off after two minutes? This is a huge cue to YouTube's robots that people like your videos, that your video is quality content that it could suggest because people are watching the whole thing. So one of the tips you can do for that is to give people a reason to stick around until the end. As you're putting your video together, don't forget about audience retention. And even if you're just going to film your podcast episode live, pop in there at first and say, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode where Frank has a nervous breakdown. Or if your video's five ways to be better at crochet and make sure you stick around till the end because you won't want to miss number five. Give people a reason to stick around till the end of your video. This has a magic effect. Whenever I'm watching a YouTube video and someone tells me I need to stick around for the end because there's a surprise waiting for me or something, I know that I'm being duped into it, but I still for some reason have to stick around. So think about that. And the next one, ask people to subscribe. 
I felt a little weird about that at first. I didn't want to sell people. I just wanted to provide good content for people. I thought our content will speak for itself and people will subscribe, but they won't. You actually have to ask them to subscribe. So do that in the first of your video. Do that in the middle of your video. Do that at the end of your video. Also put some video graphics up there to remind people to subscribe. Constantly ask people to subscribe and you'll get more subscribers. And another algorithmic point is your channel activity. How long are people hanging out on your channel? Are people interacting with your channel? One of the things you could do here is to ask people to comment, give them a reason to comment. Try to get people to check your description and leave some comments on your YouTube videos. Once they leave a comment, and even if it's something like, hey, sweet video, definitely give them a heart because when you give them a heart there, it actually sends them a notification that you hearted one of their comments and reply to it and it will send their reply to them. They'll get the notification on their phone. And don't just have it be a reply like, oh, thank you very much, or thanks for tuning in. Try to think of a way in your replies to spark more conversation so they come back and reply back again and get some conversations happening. Also make sure that you always include your own pinned comment on your videos. The pinned comment can be some type of conversation starter too, but that's up to your own creativity to try to get some conversation happening there on your channel. That again tells the YouTube robots that People like hanging out on your channel, that it, there's a lot of conversation to be had. The other thing is if you get a bad review, don't just delete it. I did that a couple times too. Bad reviews are a great opportunity on YouTube to start conversation because those people who have something up their butt that just want to tear creators down because I don't know, they're lacking something in their lives, they are very inclined to keep talking. They want to be heard, they want to express themselves, and they want to poop all over you. <laughs> So engage in that. YouTube doesn't discriminate whether it's bad or good feedback. The robots just see the activity happening on your channel. So hey, if you get some haters, make sure to exploit them. So there's a few quick tips for you. Hopefully you found those useful. Let's finish up this episode and talk about some of the tools that you can use to help your channel grow. The first and favorite tool of many YouTubers alike is TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is an incredible app. It's an app that gets installed as a Chrome extension and when you're logged into your YouTube channel, it works right there on your channel. It has a lot of really cool tools that help you to optimize and get your YouTube videos to perform better. It really is a must if you're gonna have a YouTube channel. Like many apps, there's different tiers that offer different features. I think there's a free option that really doesn't offer much and then there's like a $9 a month option and that's gonna be an expense Unfortunately, you'll have to pay because you got to get a hold of these tools. So right there on your channel, there will be a channel analytics. It shows you real-time subscribers. It shows you different information about your channel. It shows you how your tags are ranking and things like that. And then my favorite tool that comes with TubeBuddy is something called Keywords Explorer. And this is a really amazing tool. This allows you to type in a keyword that maybe you're thinking of as your video title or for the tags that you will include in your video. The video title is the first and most searchable aspect of your video. So it's the most important to really think and do a lot of research of what you're gonna call your video. After that, the first couple of lines in your video's description are the next most searchable, and then your tags are all the third most searchable. But the tags are very searchable and you want to rank for those tags. So with each one of your videos, you wanna take the time, and it's a lot of time, to come up with a short list 
of very good keywords that you can compete for. And that's where TubeBuddy comes into play because TubeBuddy will show you how your specific channel will compete for these keywords. I'll give you an example of that. Let's say for our channel, the Pod Sound School, we want to make a video called Podcasting 101 or How to Start a Podcast. Well, as you can imagine, there's a lot of other people that have been YouTubing for a long time that have made that exact video, How to Start a Podcast. So that's not one we can compete for while our channel is still relatively small. So instead, we have to come up with more creative ways of naming our video so that people actually see it and we can show up on the first page of search results. So instead, you look for things that aren't searched quite as much and you rank for those keywords and then as your channel grows, you can start ranking for the bigger keywords. So Keywords Explorer is really amazing because it shows you whether or not you can rank for specific keywords and then it gives you suggested other keywords you could try in their place. The other thing that TubeBuddy will do is you, it will actually populate the videos for you of people that use similar tags in their videos for the ones you're looking for. And then you can open up your competitors' videos and you can see the tags they use with TubeBuddy and TubeBuddy will also show you their search rankings. So that's a little trick you can do with TubeBuddy is go into your competitors or watch other people's videos that are attacking the same target market and go take a look at their tags. And maybe you won't be able to rank for the keyword that is the title of their video, but you might be able to rank for some of the tags they use. This is a huge rabbit hole that will occupy months and months of your time learning how to research keywords and learning how to go after the best keywords that are going to attract the most people to your channel. This one thing alone is very strategic. It takes a lot of trial and error and can really determine how well your channel is going to grow. The next tool, and I learned about this tool from Brian G. Johnson, a cool YouTube coach on YouTube that I like a lot, is Morning Fame. Morning Fame is pretty nifty. It's similar to TubeBuddy in that it will show you how you rank for certain keywords. It has a tool that helps you come up with new topics or to find a new title for your next video. It also gives you a weekly report that shows you how your videos are performing. Once you have a good handful of videos, it will show you the videos of yours that have really made your channel grow and suggest that you make more like those. And it will also show you the ones that haven't made your channel grow and say, maybe don't make any more of these kind of videos. It also gives you a thumbnail comparison, so it will populate your competitor's thumbnails who have the same tags and keywords and things, and it will ask you, which one of these thumbnails would you click on? And it shows you the different thumbnails. That's also a perfect transition into the next tool, which is Canva. And I'm always talking about Canva. I just think it's one of the main tools in the podcaster's toolkit because you, you can use it for your podcast artwork. You can use it for your social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook posts, everything. Well, you can also use it for YouTube thumbnails and your YouTube channel art, which is great. So there's another $9 a month you're just going to have to pay is for Canva Pro. And on the topic of thumbnails, that is something that's not so much algorithmic as it is just one of the main considerations people are going to take into account before they decide to watch your video because that's what they see and that's what they click on. So your thumbnails need to be very attractive. They need to be clickable. If it's just an auto-populated thumbnail from your video that YouTube will create, chances are people won't click on it. It needs to have text in it that is catchy and easily read even when the thumbnail is very small seen on a phone. People need to be able to read the thumbnail. That's huge. 
And then another tool that is worth looking into is vidIQ. vidIQ also has tiers. They have a free option. vidIQ basically does a lot of the same stuff. It shows you how your keywords rank. It helps you with titles. Uh, it does a lot of cool things. And then, of course, the other thing that people use a lot when it comes to topic exploration or keyword exploration is Keywords Everywhere, which is another app that is a Google Chrome extension. Now, Keywords Everywhere, up until just about a month ago, was free. And now they have gone to being a paid app, which is a little bit of a bummer, but it's such a cool app, they deserve to get paid for it. And their pricing is a little hard to understand. You get like 100,000 keywords for $5 or $10 or something, so... And it's great for brainstorming and things like that. And we've mentioned it for topical research and things like that on previous episodes. You've heard us talk about keywords everywhere. And then, of course, we have the similar tools that we've had in our podcasters toolkit. And then, of course, there's the other tools you can use to help inform your YouTube videos, which are answerthepublic.com or forums like Reddit and Quora. That will just give you an idea of what people are asking it's a really great way to design your content and your topics and to do that market research. It's all about market research, whether it's your podcast, your YouTube channel, whatever. It's all about finding out what people actually want to consume. What questions do people have? What struggles are people going through? How do people want to get their entertainment? And that does it for tools. And then finally, just to finish off this YouTube episode, I wanna talk about quality. YouTube is insane. The total number of people who use YouTube is 1.3 billion. 300 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Can you even wrap your head around that? So how are you gonna compete on such a competitive platform? Well, you're gonna niche down. You're gonna do your market research, you're gonna niche down, and you're gonna make quality content. You're gonna make videos that people want to watch from start to finish, and you're gonna make videos that people want to share. If you make videos that people are inclined to share, then it has a cascading effect and their friends will share it and their friends will share it and their friends will share it and maybe your videos will go viral, who knows? But quality really ought to be part of your brand and I know you've heard us say that here at the Pod Sound School before. That was in fact the reason we started the Pod Sound School was to encourage people to really take their audio production seriously and to educate themselves and put audio production as a high priority in their creative process. Well, on YouTube, it should be the same thing through video production. You should get into editing and find a good editing program that, that makes your videos stand out above the rest. It's worth the time, it's fun, and hey, your ideas are worth it. Your ideas deserve that high quality. You're really cool. We love having you here at the Cool Podcast School, and thanks so much for tuning in and stopping by every week. And please, Come say hi to us on social media. Come tell us how your podcasts are going or what you're struggling with, what episodes you'd like to see us do. Also, definitely let us know when your YouTube channel goes live. Slide into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram at PodSoundSchool and drop your YouTube link. We will definitely stop by, give it a subscribe, a watch, and some YouTube love. And believe me, at first, you need all the love you can get. Also, in the spirit of this episode, over the next few weeks, you can expect some podcasting on YouTube videos over on our YouTube channel. So we'll keep you posted about that. And make sure you stop by there. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do. <laughs> okay, guys. Happy casting. Welcome to valuable learning experiences. <laughs> Interesting work for which learners see a purpose. Provide its own discipline. <laughs> <laughs>